Hey mom, are you like me, trying to get healthy, but life keeps getting in the way? If so, you are in the right place. I'm on a mission to help moms like you find your healthiest self so that you can live out your purpose. Join me each week for some practical tools and encouragement on your fit body, healthy soul journey. We're going to start where you are, keep it simple and do this thing together. Welcome back to the Fit Body Healthy Soul Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here, and y'all, I'm so glad that I'm here. It feels so good to be back in front of the mic again after taking the summer off to get settled in Memphis. Y'all, this summer was full of the unexpected. We relocated from upstate New York to Tennessee, and I thought we were prepared for the moon. I mean, I really thought the transition would be seamless, and y'all, I was so wrong. After we got here, I kind of realized that while I was prepared for the transition and change, and my husband was prepared for the transition and change, our little one was not. You know, she, for her memory, like all she can really remember is living in New York. When we talked to her about our time spent in Memphis or our time spent in Austin, y'all, she she has no idea that she, I mean, she doesn't actually remember it. And so for her, this was the first time that she moved and she had a different home. The funny thing about the home is like right now we're in a rental until our house is completed. We're, we're like so blessed to be building a house right now. But she calls it our borrowed house. And like, she can't even fathom that this is home. She She's corrected me multiple times. Like, mommy, this that's not our house. This is our borrowed house. And like, how cute is that? I think that level of cuteness may make moving twice in a year and going through the whole construction process totally worth it. But Okay, back to what we were talking about. As I mentioned, this summer did not go as I originally planned. I thought I was going to move to Memphis and just jump into work. Our daughter, Madison, was set up with camps, and I thought, I'm just going to hit the ground running. And that's not what happened. If you have been around for a while, you noticed I took an unannounced, unexpected summer break. And I'm so glad that it worked out this way because in this unexpected season, I learned so much. And so today, that's what I'm here to share with you. You know, if you've been listening for a while, you know how much I love to share the wisdom that I've gained in hard seasons and that, you know, my hope and prayer is that my trials will not be wasted and that you will learn and grow without having to go through that kind of junk. You know, the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like, what if when you hit hard seasons, you had the ability to look at them through a different lens? What if instead of focusing on the hard, you were able to see unexpected seasons as time of growth and learning? In this type of perspective, you know, it takes time and work. And for me, it not only takes time and work, it takes a ton of faith. Faith in knowing that God is marking my steps and that He is working things out for His good, even when I don't understand it, even when, like in this season, I didn't get to jump into work in Memphis and just hit the ground running. So with all that in mind, let's jump in to the four lessons that I learned in this unexpected season. Okay, so the first lesson that I learned is really prioritizing, but like filtering my activities and my calendar through the lens of my purpose and my priorities. And I don't know about you, but I love to like connect with people and I love to get caught up in in the now. And, you know, really, when we really take a step back, we have lots of goals and there are things that we want in life, but we get distracted by the now or we get distracted often by really good stuff. 
like walks with a friend or cleaning or straightening your home or making all of your food from scratch or, you know, just trying to do all the things. But in the season, I, I questioned, you know, what if instead of going with the flow, we questioned if the activities that we're doing and the meetings that we have, if they're aligned with our priorities? Or what if we looked at them as like, is this thing helping me move closer toward my goal? And this summer, when I took a deep look at like what I was doing or what I wanted to do, really, it wasn't what I was doing, it was what I wanted to do. I was really frustrated. I thought, again, I thought I'd be able to like jump right in. I didn't think there would be any pause to the business or the podcast. I thought summer's a great time to meet new people and pick up new clients and like just pour out all the stuff that I've been pouring in for the last couple of years. And I wanted so badly just to focus on coaching clients and podcasting. I have a big vision for the work that I'll be able to do in person here in Memphis and the surrounding areas. And I really, like I said, I just wanted to jump right in. But that is when life really slapped me in the face. I mean, you know, our daughter was not herself because she needed more from us. I was sick for what felt like forever. And my husband was trying to, you know, figure out juggling a commute in with his regular workday and being present at home. And that is like, all these things are, you know, challenges. But I knew that if our life here in Memphis was going to work that I had to give up something, that it was on me to look at, you know, what what did we really want? And luckily, because I do this, I don't know, I feel like every few months, I like dream about the season ahead. And I say luckily, but at the time, I was not so thankful for it. But a couple months earlier, right before the summer, or right before, I guess, the spring, once we knew we were moving, I sat down with my journal and I dreamed about what our first summer in Memphis would look like. Because when we left, our daughter was very, very young and summertime was was not the same for us. And so I dreamed kind of, I made this wish list, I guess, this is what I would love for our summer to look like. And this is what it read. Closer to family, rest, and our daughter is ready for the school year. Okay, I don't know if anyone realized it, like I did, but there was never a mention of business, never a mention of coaching, never a mention of podcasting. And it's not that these things aren't important because they are, but it really showed me that list that I wrote, I think in like April or March, that list showed me what my priorities really were and what was important to me for our family. And so from that point forward, probably like late May, early June, I just started filtering everything through the lens of those three things. So, you know, asking the question like, is this helping us, our family grow closer? Is this activity giving us the rest that we need? Like is saying yes to this going to give us the rest we need? And will my daughter, like doing this activity or whatever it may be, will that help my daughter be ready to start the school year? So that that is kind of how, how I started to view all the things on our calendar and seeing friends and all of it. And so instead of, you know, plowing through work and getting established in Memphis, I really focused on family, rest, living community, and making sure our daughter was ready for school. 
So that meant, you know, instead of me working, our mornings were really filled with fun time. We went to the park, went to the pool, the splash pad, indoor play areas, the zoo, you name it, me and our little girl, we did it. And then our afternoons when she wasn't in camp, our afternoons, well, our afternoons were always slow. We watched movies, we played with Legos, we did art projects, went on stroller walks, but it was all about rest and recuperation. And then our weekends, we really filled them with like a Saturday family adventure where all three of us went and did something and church on Sunday and usually lunch at our little one's now favorite Mexican restaurant. And, you know, we even took her on our first beach vacation. It was awesome, y'all. She it was so cool to like see her experience the water in the the ocean and the beach, just all of it through her eyes because she dreams that she is Moana. She dreams that she is Ariel. So she was like totally right at home. But that even meant that we didn't do a ton on our vacation. We did what she needed and then we had a calm, relaxing afternoon. So while I was disappointed, I knew I needed to be more present at home and to take a break from Fit Body Healthy Soul. And so using my priority list to filter my life and activities through really helped me just be more aligned with like my summer dream. And that helped me feel less frazzled and be fully prepared to move forward this fall. Because I think that if I had done things my way, just jumped into work and just you know, bulldoze my way through the summer, I think I would be burnt out right now. I think I would be exhausted going into the school year and not have a calm presence that my daughter needs as she transitions into a new world. You know, but like I said, because I was clear on my priorities and I took action to ensure that each day we took a step closer to being closer as a family or resting or preparing for the school year, I just, I feel more at peace. I feel more at peace about jumping in this fall and you know, doing all the things. And I want that for you too. You know, if you're in a place where you're frustrated with your season or lack of results, or you just feel like you're spinning your wheels, take a deep breath. And you might not have a priority list or some or goals to look back at, you know, two months ago, like I did, but maybe you can start fresh now. Maybe you can take a deep breath and, you know, line out your top three priorities for you or your family and filter all the things through that. And you know, if you're also in a place where you already have commitments, because I know that in a lot of areas of the country, like fall has started and we're running already, take a deep breath and maybe reassess what next spring will look like. Just because we're doing something right now doesn't mean that it has to stick with us. And so let's go on to the next thing that I learned this summer. And this one is that everyone needs help. And, you know, I think that help comes in lots and lots of different forms. And for me, this one's always hard. I'm one of those overachieving, get it done kind of people, or I am an overachieving, get it done kind of person, but that doesn't exclude me from needing help. And I really, I found that this summer, that's what I needed. I needed to like lean on the community around me because, you know, we were new to the area. I've never had like a toddler to experience all the fun things with. So I really like leaned into the mom community that I have here. I know a handful of women from when we lived here before, and I text and asked all the questions. I joined Facebook groups 
like mom groups to figure out like what people were doing with their kids all summer. And I know that 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 doesn't sound big and important, but it was a big step to like go out and ask someone else, like, what is it that you're doing? The other thing that I learned for me was that asking for help. And this one, I think, is like for the last two years, I've worked out alone or with a friend. I've either been running with a friend or working out using our Peloton, but not in group fitness. And I think that hiring a coach or joining a group fitness gym is is asking for help. For me, it the boot camp style gym was just a couple minutes away and I was a little nervous going in because I needed help. I needed help like getting back into the rhythm of working out. And it was just so nice to like walk into a workout that I didn't create or I wasn't doing at home because right now we don't have the space for that and it was so awesome. I got to see familiar faces. And I don't mean like new faces. I mean, there were several women in the group that I had known from when we lived here three years ago. And that was all by chance. And y'all, it felt so good. And not just the familiar faces in the workouts. It's been nice to have like the accountability of the coaches of being known and seen. Just like, hey, it's good to see you today. Not like guilt for not showing up, but just the warm feeling that you get when someone recognizes like you're here again, you're doing it. So yeah, I'll talk all about that decision and and why I joined a group fitness gym and what that really means to me because there's so much goodness there that they're doing. The other way that I asked for help and it's really changed things in our home is asking for help at home. Our daughter's growing up. She's now four. So instead of me doing everything for her, and it's taken a lot for me not to do everything for her because she is an only child, and it's it's almost easier to do things for her rather than give her the freedom and take the time to teach her. But I no longer... For the most part, I no longer pick out her clothes. Well, I will sometimes if she doesn't want to pick them out, but I no longer get her dressed. I no longer do, like I said, do everything for her. I don't put her shoes on for her, you know? So now I've even introduced her making her bed with me so that like she can take ownership of how nice her bed looks. And you know, the little work that happens when you pull the cup, I mean, she's four, so we're not like tucking sheets in or anything like that, but like pulling the comforter up, putting her lovies where she wants them. And that helps me out because I know that in the long term, she will learn to make her bed and that will no longer be a mommy thing. The other thing that she's doing, and I can't decide if I love doing this one, but I've started having her help me put away her laundry. And so that just means like whatever needs to be on a hanger on a hanger and she puts it in the closet. Or sometimes that means I just hand her, I don't oh, this is a a secret that I have. I don't really fold a lot of her clothes. I either put them on a hanger or they just go in a drawer. And so, you know, her socks and undies and all that, they just go in a drawer. And so she puts them in in the designated drawer. And that has been a game changer. The other thing that I did, and maybe I'll post a picture of this on social media, but I, I created a snack area where she can go and grab any pantry snack that she wants. And I also did the same thing for our fridge. So there's like little cups glass cups of fruit that she can like take out of the fridge, unscrew and eat on her own. And the same thing with the pantry snacks. There's just like little baggies of 
any cracker type thing you can imagine, all right there. I also did some cheese that she likes. So she can now, when it's snack time or she's hungry, she knows those cues and she can go get those things herself. And that has been huge. The next one is help in the kitchen and for our home. So I mean, through COVID and before, I always feel this immense amount of pressure to cook for our family, to make all of our snacks and all of our things from scratch. And I let go of that this summer. Some of it was like starting the summer off without a kitchen, not just without a kitchen, like without any of the things that we needed to prepare meals. So I leaned on eating out, but really and truly so that we can like just enjoy the summer and not rush from place to place and have to be home by 4.30 so that I can prep dinner. I let go. And one way that I asked for help this summer is I kind of moved things around so we could eat out a little more. And it really, it helped me be more calm. I didn't feel so frazzled, like I had to be right on time all the time. And I can't continue that in this fall season, but is one way that just helped me make things easy. I hope that's helpful. I hope that for you, if there are areas that are bringing you stress or are not easy for you, I hope that you'll find a way to ask for help. Because sometimes that can mean like finding a local mom support group like I did. I mean, I I literally just any mom that I knew, I text them, you know, hey, what do you do with your kids during the summer? What does that look like? How are the camps? Do you have anything you can recommend? You know, and for me, it helped me be more consistent at the gym because it's been a long time since I've been in a gym. So just joining a place where there was community already established was huge. And being active, can you introduce yourself to a couple of people when you walk into a new room at a gym so that, you know, you can start having some connections, but also I found that has helped me. Or maybe you're like me and you need to give yourself permission to eat out a day or two during the week. And that's okay. Whatever it looks like for you, I encourage you to take the time to figure out how to lean on the community around you and ask for help so that you can keep going. The next thing that I learned this summer was it's okay to be bad at something. And I know this sounds like a no brainer, but really, I think I described myself earlier as like an overachieving go getter. Y'all, it's all over the place. Like I really am. And so for me, being bad at something is hard. It almost feels defeating when I'm not good or better than average at something. But the real, the truth is that it's okay. It's not going to kill you to be bad at something. And it's also, you can't be good at everything. That's just completely unrealistic. And I know that. So this summer, well, really this winter, I tried something new. I picked up tennis. I don't I don't think I've talked about this much on the podcast, but I picked up tennis. It's a game that's like super near and dear to my heart. My dad grew up playing and played, I mean, through high school and a bit through college. And, and when I was really young, tried to introduce me to the game and that just did not go well. I don't know if you've ever had a parent as a coach, but my dad and I are very similar. And at the age of 12, teaching your 12-year-old, maybe it was 11, to play tennis, just probably not a great idea. I don't recommend it. But when I had the opportunity to learn, and again, I I was living in upstate New York and working from home mostly. And so I just, I needed another outlet to see people and to be out and about. And another lady had mentioned over the summer that when she moved to Binghamton, where we were, that's how she found friends. And I thought, oh, I'm in. And so I picked up a tennis racket for the first time in like 30 years. 
And it was fun. You know, I wasn't great, but it was like fun learning. Learning something new was fun. And I think that is the thing about being bad at something. If you're willing to just learn and sit in the bad, eventually you will become better at it, or eventually it'll be more comfortable. Then we moved to Memphis and I had no idea, but but tennis is a thing that some of our friends have picked up while we've been gone. And so it's been really fun to just be thrown into the group, but it's also really challenging because there are so many people that are better at this thing than I am. And so I've gotten to like even enjoy not being great at something. You know, I'm no Serena Williams out there, but like just to be a part of the group and learning as I go and people have been so gracious and so fun. Yeah. So, so it's okay to be bad at something. So all of that to say is if there's something out there that you want to try and it's new to you and you're afraid you're going to be bad or embarrass yourself, it's okay. I think that as adults, it is so good for us to learn something new because it shows our little ones that, you know, it's okay to try something, even if we're afraid to. It also shows them that we can do things too. You know, we can do new things, we can do hard things. And that continuous learning, there's just so much value in that. And the last thing that I learned this summer is to get uncomfortable. So, and really, I learned this late, late spring. I was I was at my 22-year high school re- reunion because we had missed our 20-year due to COVID. And so a small group of people organized a reunion for last spring. And I had the pleasure of talking with one of my high school classmates' husbands. They had both worked in fitness for a long time. And I was talking about how I could better help my coaching clients and like what people really needed to learn and, and the stumbling, like the blocks that I was getting and things I was running into. And he really challenged me. You know, we talked about how I was working out and what I was doing and what that looked like. And he said, you really need to get uncomfortable. And I didn't understand it at the time, but the truth is, is that this season, this unplanned, you know, just this season of hard where I, we were uncomfortable has taught me a lot. And now that I'm sharing these things with you, I really think that challenging yourself and getting uncomfortable is a way to like, to show yourself that you can do it. For me, one of the uncomfortable, I mean, I think I mentioned tennis, or I did, I just mentioned tennis already, but going back to a boot camp style workout and like really pushing my body to do something hard, because if you've been listening to the podcast, I have been totally doing like more gentle workouts, a lot of Pilates, a lot of cycling, a lot of running, and like really lightweights, just because that's what I had access to at home. But to really get physically uncomfortable. When I started at the boot camp style workout, I haven't worked out that hard in probably four to five years. And I loved it. It taught me that that's still in me. It taught me that like I can push myself to, or I can push myself without going over the limit. It taught me that I do have the ability to work out hard and that it's okay to sweat. It also taught me just, it gave me a little more grit than I had before we got here. And the thing about, you know, tennis and being uncomfortable is, is with tennis, even it put me in situations where I had to meet someone new and introduce myself. And I know that sounds like a no brainer. When you move to a place you've lived before, I just 
discounted how often I would be the new person in the room. The sitting and being uncomfortable has been a great benefit to me because I've also been been able to have more empathy for our daughter. And like I said, initially, I thought that we were just going to push through and barrel through the summer. And I really think that being uncomfortable in all those places and spaces has allowed me to better serve our family. I want those things for you. I want you to learn from the things that I learned this summer and find ways to incorporate them into what you're doing. So is there a new way you can challenge yourself? Is there a new way that you can be uncomfortable? Let's just do a really quick recap. Are you filtering your activities in your calendar through the lens of your purposes and your priorities? I think that is what the very first thing that I learned this summer. And then everyone needs help. So what does that look like for you? Do you need to ask your family for help like I am with our daughter? Do you need to hire a coach or join a group fitness class? You know, do you need a community of moms around you or people that might help that are further along than you are? And, you know, the third thing was that it's okay to be bad at something. And y'all, this one was so hard for me, but I'm I'm telling you, I've learned so much at being bad at tennis and just being not great at something. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot less pressure when you're not good at something I found. The next thing is to get uncomfortable. So this is really about challenging yourself. I want you to get out there and do something new and get uncomfortable so that you can grow. So Thank you so, so much for listening today. I am so pumped to next week talk a little bit more about the group fitness class that I joined and why I joined it and like all the benefits that I got from it and why I think it might be time for you to get uncomfortable in a new way in your working out. But we'll talk about that next week. Thank you so much. Have an awesome week and we'll see you soon. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Connect with me at fitbodyhealthysoul.com and on Instagram at fitbody.healthysoul. 